Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. This episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast is brought to you by Roller Derby Training Club. Do you need at-home workouts that are effectively going to make you stronger, fitter, and faster on the track? Then try Roller Derby Training Club's $1 trial right now. Go to rollerderbytrainingclub.com and get started on this $1 trial. These are all workouts that you can do at home in under 30 minutes, three days a week. There's no lengthy contracts and no obligations to stick around, so why not try it out? It's just a buck. You'll be amazed what you can accomplish in just four short weeks. So go to rollerderbytrainingclub.com and get stronger now. What's up, my friends? Chrissy Crash here. I just arrived in the Netherlands, and I'm super excited. Just finished editing this podcast for you with Kevin Ogar that we recorded a couple weeks ago back when I was with Denver running around with B-Train. So I know you guys are going to love this. We talk a lot about, you know, nutrition, fitness, modern trends, how to really get stronger. Um, And obviously, you know, Kevin is such an inspiring dude. He has such an amazing story, and um, he's hilarious as fuck. So I'm super excited for you guys to get to know him and all the amazingness that he's bringing to the planet. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Kevin Ogar. Annoying. Eats ice cream, drinks whiskey, he looks like that. Go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, how is it that people get, can do that? Um, he also works out like three times a day and like the rest of his diet is ridiculously strict. And is he a hard gainer though? Is he one of those guys? Nope. No? He gets strong really easy. He's pretty much good at anything he does at all times. So basically I hate him. Yeah. And his daughter is fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. And he's a really cute puppy and his yeah. wife's super nice. Yeah. And... Like fuck you. Does he have like a picket fence and fabulous much, home yeah. and mm-hmm. everything sparkles when he walks through? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Zeus blessed him specifically. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's Hercules in disguise. He could be. You know? Could be. Glory of the man who came down to live, live amongst mortals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, funny thing. So, um, B and I were like, I was like, dude, what would be like really good topics to talk about with Kevin? And she was like, dude, totally nerd stuff. We'll talk about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, bro, we have to talk about things that I can also fucking talk about because. Or things that I care about. Or things that, thank you. That shows, thank- the shows after the third season worthless. Thank you. It is worthless. It's the most predictable show on TV. Literally, we came in here during the last season, and someone's like, oh, did you see it last night? I'm like, no, but these five things happened. <laughs> and they go, how'd you know if you haven't seen it? I'm like, because it's the most predictable TV show ever written. This has nothing to do with, like, this is what I wanted. Like, it has nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Just him fucking just like, fuck the show. Fuck the stupid show. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. I can't get into it. I can't do it. Um, the first three seasons are nothing but penises and rape, and the, the next five seasons are nothing but the most predictable writing in the world. Okay, so it wasn't just me. This is why I had a hard time getting the Game of Thrones. I'm like, why am I sitting here spending my one hour of TV I watch a day watching a bunch of bitches get raped? I'm like, this is like the worst thing I want to watch before I go to sleep at night. This is why I wanted that fucking topic, and you're like, no, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so why did she explain that? 
Because <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. Like, it has to come from... Because I like the show. You hate the show, but I know that this would be magic. <laughs> I don't necessarily hate the show. I just think it's stupid. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> I'm with it. Wait, now, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met in California. When I, used to, I used to train at Costa Mesa when I was out there. Okay. I was there briefly, but I, maybe you weren't there when I was there. I don't know. I was a lot taller back then. Yeah. Oh. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah, well, let's get into it. So I've hit the start button. Um, but yeah, so what's up, guys? Chrissy Crash here, uh, still in Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be at CrossFit Watchtower with Kevin Ogar. And um, excited for a fun convo today. You're mm-hmm. obviously an amazing athlete. You obviously have done some really cool things in the community. Um, so we're Thanks. really excited to, to chat about that. And of course, anyone who is a friend of B-Train is a friend of mine. So when she said that we could chat with you, I was like, yes, let's do it. So it's super. Think, I, don't, I don't think we were given a choice. No, we really no, weren't given a choice. No. Basically, I showed up to Denver and she said, here's your schedule. I've already added it to your calendar. That sounds about right. Yeah. The first day was really intense. Mm-hmm. Like we, we went on like a marathon of doing things. And then I think we're doing three podcasts today. When you say a marathon of doing things, do you mean a marathon of wine? I oh, saw the pictures. Actually, it was yeah. a marathon of wine the first day. Oh, she took her first shotgun dab. I've never done that. Good, good on you. That, that sounds terrifying. It was terrifying. I, mm-hmm. Seven minutes later, I was like, I'm so high. <laughs> <laughs> but she wanted to do a full one. I'm like, hard stop. No, 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 not no. happening. Yeah, the the commercial from like was like the '90s, where like the person smokes weed and just falls into the couch. <laughs> that, that literally happens when I watch people dab. Yeah, my, yeah. Co- my cousin goes from one of the smartest people I know to like incoherent and can't say the word the. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's madness. So glad. So why I love CBD. I'm all yeah. about CBD. Same, same. Right. I, don't, I yeah. don't do. I don't. Can't do THC. No. It makes me angry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get really annoyed with everyone and everything. And all he's at once. already annoyed and hates everything <laughs> and so, everyone all at once. So it's like the THC just like emphasizes it. Pro- probably. I don't know. Like like I because I, I was trying it for a while for like gut issues or different things and I tried like four or five different ways of ingesting it or using it and every single time I would just be like. You're pissing me off. <laughs> People would be like, hey, how's your day going? Shut up, you're stupid. <laughs> like, no. So I was like, I just can't, I can't do that. I'm going to stick with the CBD. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I do. It makes me terrified. Like, if I get too much THC, like, someone will look at me and I'm like, and I'm like cowering in the corner and someone says something to me and I'm just like, don't talk to me. I just turn into a giggly potato. Like, I just don't do anything. Yeah. I just lay there. I'm like, there's so much stuff to do. And I'm like... So waffles is your spirit animal. Waffle? Don't worry about it. We've been giggling all week about how waffles is so much like B-Train and brisket is so much like me. Because waffles just sits in a corner and judges everyone. And brisket's like, hey, I'm cute. Here's my butt. <laughs> so much I get just... I just learned from about you. I know. One sentence. <laughs> one sentence. If you could summarize it up in one sentence. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Chrissy Cash. I'm cute. Here's my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you know everything about me, let's yeah. talk about you. Um, so I want to know a little bit. So B and I were talking and she was saying that you're sort of like a jack of all trades of like barbell fitness. Like before you did CrossFit, mm-hmm. you were heavily involved in powerlifting mm-hmm. and stuff. So how did all that come about? Um, I started lifting when I was like 12. Nice. Um, and it was to be better at sports, actually. Okay. So, like, going into high school and right before high school, um, wanting to be better at, like, basketball and, like, 
gearing up to, like, I grew up in Missouri, so all, you knew you were going to play football for at least a year and trying to do sure. all that kind of stuff. I um, kind of begged for a weight set and got one for Christmas and just would just lock myself in the basement and lift. Nice. Um, Clearly your parents probably thought you were doing other things in the basement. No, they knew I was lifting. They knew. Yeah. Even with all those grunting and groaning, they were like, what's that kid doing on there? Yep, no, they knew. It was, <laughs> so it was all I did. I was not... Um, Oh, I was I was stupid, but I liked lifting a lot. I liked sports. Sports was the one thing that I knew that could deter me from doing stupid shit. Fair. Um, so I started doing that. Um, then I quickly realized that the lifting coaches that were at my school weren't exactly what I would call intelligent. Oh, so you were hating on the coaching styles from a very young age. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, like, so I would come in there and... Um, I'm very much so, like, explain to me in logic and reason why you want me to do something, otherwise I'm not going to do it. 100%. If you can't explain to me reasonably why I'm, why I'm supposed to be doing this, then we're not, we're not, we're not going to do it at all. Right. And so I'd go in there, and I was training for basketball, and they're like, well, here's the football, football program. I'm like, well, I'm not training for football. I'm training for basketball. They're like, well, it doesn't matter. You can just, you know, you can use the same program. I'm like, but they're, you can't. They're two different sports. Totally like, different. I shouldn't be doing the exact same thing. Like, yeah. I should be doing something at least a little bit different. Um, and they're like, nope, exact same thing. And I was like, well, you guys just copy and pasted a program from a Nebraska, the University of Nebraska. That was their lifting program. They literally took the collegiate lifting program and gave it to kids in high school. Right. Um, and then spread it across all sports, whether you're playing spot, soccer, football, uh, like basketball, track. It was the same program for same everyone. Same shit. Um, with little to no like thought process on like, yeah, that's good movement. And so I... Um, started reading training manuals and books and different things. So on. you dove deep, like, early in your sort of self-education. Yeah, I, yeah, I, um, I actually um, started writing programming. Um, they actually used, I think, some of my programming that I wrote for strength and conditioning for basketball up until about, like, four or five years ago at my high school. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just wrote a bunch of journals on strength and conditioning for basketball players and kind of copy and pasted it from there. Yeah. So it wasn't anything hard. It's just was specific for basketball instead of always being doing stuff for football. Right, right. And then you got into powerlifting just as a result of, like, starting to play sports and, like, okay, yeah, I want to do this to uh, get better, and it sort of transitioned itself into mm-hmm. its own thing? Yeah, well, I, I, school had, like, a powerlifting program. It wasn't true powerlifting, so it was, like, uh, it was bench press, back squat, and power cleans mm-hmm. instead of deadlift. And sure. got into that and then got, got into college and found, like, real powerlifting, um, and also gained like 60 pounds. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, legitimately about 60 pounds. I went from like a buck 80 to 240. My just straight up lean so, mass. Just no, big boy. Even, oh, no, just co- oh, college weight. Yeah. Like oh. it, was, it, was a, it was a combination of lifting a lot more, um, eating a lot more, mm-hmm. and drinking more than I than probably I ever will ever get in my life. It was. Oh, my God. I remember, like, because I was the president of a co-ed fraternity in college, Mm -hmm. and I remember the day where I was, like, 16 beers deep, and I was like, I am not fucking drunk. Like, there is something wrong here. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a true problem. Like, like, everything I did to be strong and, like, fit, and then I would just be like, all right, well, now my protein shake's done. (laughs) Natty Light. Yes! (laughs) Bring on the beer bong. So I I got into that, and I did that for a few years. Um, Was decent at it. Um... Then found like rugby, started playing rugby. Nice. Um, realized, I mean, I was a um, ran track in high school and was pretty fast at the four hundred and um, high jump and whatnot. And I got to college and got all fat and waddly, <laughs> Definitely, like I literally waddled. <laughs> um, Did you walk the doors like sideways? I, 
Yeah, but not because well, I couldn't. Not for my a stomach. Good it, was, it was not a good look. It was not a good look. Um, and found rugby, and then we went. I remember the day I decided I needed to start doing more cardio. So we went to go run four hundreds, and like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smoke these fools. This nope. Is, this is my race. Like, it, like ran like sub. Like, right around 52-second 400s when I was in high school. And I was like, these these fools don't even know what's going to happen. I ran about 100 meters and sat down because I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much extra weight on me right now. And I was like, I think I should change this. <gasps> same time I was, I was starting to train people. Um, this is right about the same time I got thrown out of college for the first time. The first time? Yeah. I got thrown out of college twice. Um, what did you do? Um, the first time was grades. Uh. Well, they're both grades, but the first time was grades because I was an idiot and didn't go to class and drank too much. Fair. The second time was grades because I'm an argumentative asshole, and if you're going to try to teach a class, please be correct. (laughs) I Um, see a theme. (laughs) I feel like there's a theme going on here. I mean, I don't, like, I love to learn, and I love to learn from people, and I think there's a lot of smart people out there, but don't, um, yeah, I'm from Missouri, we have a lot of colorful phrases, like, um, don't shit in my hand and tell me it's chocolate. (laughs) Um, Stealing that? 100%. She's going to say that four times today. It's great. It's a, good, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. And so oh, like, and we have an event tonight, so there you go. giddy up, motherfuckers. Yes. There you go. And um, so that was the second time. I just got, I got into a few arguments with the professors, got kicked out of classes and, yeah. because of that my grades tanked. Yeah. What did um, you go to school for? Originally psychology and secondary education. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a minor in German, and then... I also thought the schooling system was stupid. Yeah. Um, the way they make it. Like, I was arguing with the, one of my professors or my guidance counselor, and he's like, well, you need to take this creative writing class to get your degree in uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm going for, like, bio, like biochemistry, behavioral psychology. Like, I, I don't, I'm never going to write a story about a cowboy. Sure. And he's like, well, yeah, just part of the curriculum. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And he's like, well, if you don't take this class, you're not going to get your degree. I'm like, well, I'm not going to take the class, and I won't get my degree. I don't, I'm not taking the class. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really a silly, silly uh, system. So I just started taking classes that I found interesting that, or I thought would... Um, and learning for the sake of learning. Yeah, funny, yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, um, In the long run of what I wanted to do, and at the same time I was um, starting to train people, um, got my first... Um, certification through the NSCA and started training people and that's all how I found CrossFit my first boss was a marine recon sniper and he was doing CrossFit and he challenged me to a workout and oh yes um I turned him down a couple times and then he told me he's like yeah my girlfriend's doing it and she was like maybe 100 pounds like soaking wet like here I am I would like qualified for worlds a few times in powerlifting big strong guy like think I'm the shit and I go in and just get wrecked like she just I think she did the workout in four minutes and I did the workout in 34 minutes no (laughs) (laughs) Um, and clearly did you were you bitter about that or were you like oh my god I love this I must be good at it um both yeah both I was really pissed that I lost um a little competitive I heard that there's a bit you're sort of an all all in yeah all in kind of guy and so uh that was it I just kind of switched to doing CrossFit after that yeah I didn't like being bad at it and so you got good, though. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and actually that was, I actually got better at CrossFit because someone told me that I wasn't. So I'm a little obstinate. That's a big thing about me. Um, Are you? Yeah, that's, that's the whole reason I got into competitive CrossFit is one of my, we were watching, um, we did a workout, and um, I almost beat Chris Beeler online. Like his, so his score and my score were like two reps apart. Oh. Um, and I was like, see, I'm pretty good at this stuff. And my friend's like, dude, there's not a chance in this world that you'll ever be on the same, you'll be able to compete with Chris Beeler. 
And you were like, okay, motherfucker, (laughs) here we go. All right, well, I guess I got a new goal. (laughs) So um, there's actually, I wish I could find the picture because there's a, in 2000, I think it was 2011 was the first year I actually competed with uh, Spieler and actually took a picture of me and Chris in the stalls um, getting ready to go out for one of our first events and sent it to him. Yes. No caption, just sent no, it to him. No, just, just silent, silent photo. Mm-hmm. And now you competed in regionals a couple times? Uh, regionals four times. Four times. And you had a pretty like solid career, like you were on your way. Yeah, I was on my way up at the time that I got hurt, um, for sure. I mean, there was a few, uh, 2012 I was pretty close to making it. Um, I just, there was some glaring holes in my fitness armor, mm-hmm. including things like gymnastics. Um, well, mostly just handstand push-ups and handstand walking. <laughs> so handstand, I can't, handstands are like the bane of my existence. It's like one of they, those They're things. literally the bane of my existence, yeah. for sure. Like, like, that, that body does it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not built for um, handstand push-ups. No? At 6'3 and 220 pounds, it's just not, Mm-mm. not what I was meant to do. No, so, right here, knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. So everything else is fine. Um, just thought that movement, stupid. And it just uh, screws you over because you know it's in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, in 2012, the first workout was Diane, so oh, 21, 15, 9 deadlifts and handstand push-ups. <laughs> Did you just look at it like, really, bro? Actually, I was pretty excited. I've been working a lot on handstand push-ups. I didn't think it was going to hurt me that bad, um, but I completely just screwed the pooch on how to approach it. I got to my like round of nine handstand push-ups in like two and a half minutes. Yeah. And then it took me another three minutes to finish the workout because I couldn't do another handstand push-up. My thing was, like, once my handstand push-ups went, I just didn't have them anymore. Like, it's just they couldn't, gone. They were just gone. They yeah. just disappeared. Um, so I could just try to hold on for as long as possible. Um, yeah, that year that workout definitely kept me out of the games. I think yeah. um, my lowest placing outside that workout was, like, 7th or 8th place or something like that. That's awesome. Overall. And then that workout was, like, 34th. Oh, fuck. So, You're like, there goes my average. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, I still took um, sixth that year. I was only like four points out of third. That's crazy. Yeah, nice. It was very tight that year. Very yeah. tight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good at the fitness stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, so what happened with the injury? So, you were at Throwdown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at the OC Throwdown in 2014. Um, it was the last day. It was actually the event that I've been waiting on because it was um, a three up max hang snatch a like one rep max or two rep max back squat and then I think like a jerk or something like one rep max jerk and like the strength the strength side of CrossFit was like my jam it was your money you're like yes um I was like um probably one of the stronger guys around back then um just because I was so much bigger than everyone else sure so I was wholeheartedly planning on winning that event um the setup was not very safe um, but we weren't really given a chance to examine the setup, and so we just kind of went out there and like three, two, one, go. Uh, mm-hmm. Snatched, went to go bail backwards um, because of the way they had set up the platform on a slant. I couldn't get out of the way. Oh fuck! And so it actually, we actually went over this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a frame by frame of the accident, um, and my lawyer wanted me to go over it frame by like frame by frame, but he wanted to hear my story first as he watched the frames to make sure there was no discrepancy discrepancy between my description having never seen the video i actually didn't haven't seen the video or it's frame by frame until yesterday and literally was able to describe um the events frame by frame without ever seeing it um which was good for the court case yes Um, so it hits my left shoulder ricochets off of me kind of knocks me to the ground hits bumper plates that were stacked immediately behind me that shouldn't have been there and then shoots off like a rocket and hits me straight in the back while my hips are pinned to the ground and just kind of tears me in two. Oh. 
Uh, instantly paralyzing me, uh, put my spine on two different sides of the body, and um, I've been told it was like taking a 70 mile an hour car crash to my back. Dude. Well, but B was saying that in that process, though, that thank God you were so strong and so mm-hmm. healthy and fit because, I mean, otherwise, like most people would not be able to survive that. Yeah, I think. Um, I think national average for that surgery, my first surgery or that accident would look at like somewhere between 13 to 15% survival rate. Jesus. Um, but with my back being so built up, the barbell didn't actually rip me in half. And then um, being that I trained so much and at high altitude, my red blood cell count was like double most people's. Right. Not actually, that's not. <laughs> Let's be real. Sorry. I had someone call me on that the other day because I just use it as like a overarching, like yeah. instead of being like, well, it's. It was 1.43 higher than everyone else's. <laughs> it's almost double, and it's like, that's not physically impossible. I'm like, shut up. Um, you know what I'm trying to say, asshole. Uh, so, I mean, I just had a really high blood, red blood cell count, so when I went in surgery and lost, like, most of my blood, yeah. was, my brain didn't die because I had enough oxygen in the blood that I had, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing. And so then you came out of that. I mean, big big life change. Yeah, yeah. You feel like... Better parking, uh, yes. lower shelves. Fuck Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the good shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Concert tickets. Yeah. Like that. Closer to butts. Mm-hmm. All the good shit. Closer to butts. That's not always a good thing. It's not yeah. I guess it depends thing. on where you are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, what was that like for you with training? Then coming back to, I mean, obviously you rehab, and then yeah, sure. And then were you, were you sure they just take me? They duct tape me back together, and then I was like, all right, back to CrossFit. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. So they, um, uh, I was at in a hospital in California for eleven days, and then Craig Hospital for six weeks. But then within the first two weeks of being at Craig, I started going to lunch, um, where I just go to the CrossFit gym and work out. Oh my God. I love it. Um, cause I mean, they, they had a, they have a great program for people who are like kind of new to this stuff or don't want to advance super quickly or don't know anything about fitness. But like I would go in there and they would have like lat pull down machines and like rickshaw machines and hand cycles. And I'm like, this is, this is not going to work. This is not going to get me to be a functional human being. Like this may build a little bit of strength back up, but I'm, I'm good on the strength side of things. Right. I just need to learn how to move. Yeah. And so I would just leave and go do my own thing and then come back. That's fucking awesome. Kevin, why is your face so red? I was, I, it was hot. I ate spicy food. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Did they ever find out? Oh, they knew. They, they, they didn't care. I mean, I wasn't coming back hurt. I wasn't doing anything stupid. I was just yeah. going to hang out. It was more or less just going to hang out with friends and, like, yeah. doing some dumbbell curls or pressing some stuff overhead. Or... Right. Because you have to just get, like, you can't, you have to get back to just normal life, right? I like... just didn't want to sit in the hospital. No. I didn't, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the guys who were successful coming out of the injury that were with me were the ones who were, like, trying to get out and trying to go do things and trying to learn how life was going to be after this. And then the ones who were just, like, well, I guess I'm going to sit here in the hospital. We're just really just ended up really struggling. Yeah. So it's just like pulling yourself forward through life instead of just being like, well, I guess this is yeah. how it is. Why am I going to sit and try to learn things later when I have the opportunity to learn them now? 100%. Mm-hmm. And so you've been doing, so you um, have been doing a lot. So you launched a pro, did you launch the Reveille Project, right? Uh, yeah, actually me, me and my best friend Ryan. So we actually have been working on that since before my accident. So we oh, met, cool. We met in like 2010. Yeah. Ish. 2011 um and he was coming out of the military and um kind of turned his life around through like fitness nutrition uh, community and faith and then yes. um kind of built a program around that mm-hmm. and we were actually he was out in california with me he was about 10 feet away from me when i got paralyzed oh, um watching because uh, we were out there for the competition but then we were going to meet with um the Glenn Doherty Foundation and Barbells for Boobs the day after I got paralyzed oh, to have them help us start the program. Um, so we were, um, 
after that, we started working on it again and, and launched it in 2015. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you're also uh, working on a calendar right now. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a idea um, for a, um, well, I call it the Cripples of CrossFit Watchtower calendar. So magic. Um, but we probably won't call it that when I Maybe not the public, yeah, the public public name. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot of people enjoy or like my sense of humor when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and mind you, he's like, hey, B, B, I have an idea. Mind you, it's also after a workout, my brain isn't working, which is probably still a better thing. And he's like, hey, B, I need your marketing brain. <laughs> yeah. I got an idea. It's that conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He's like, a cripple calendar. I'm all, keep yeah. going. And then I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'm stoked for it. But, of course, it's Kevin. A cripple calendar. A cripple calendar. Keep going. I'm listening. Like, let's get under this a little bit. What are you actually yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking? So we, can we just peel back the layers a little bit? <laughs> Thanks. I guess mean, the main thing about it is, like, we have so many cool adaptive athletes in here that have so many different skill sets and so many different things. And, um... I guess the outside world from this place just doesn't understand that, that, that a lot of the stuff is possible. So we want to, we want to a showcase that. Right. I think the bigger part of me is that I've spent the last six years doing a lot of like mentorship stuff with newly paralyzed or newly adaptive athletes, and mm-hmm. um, just recently I've had a, a very high number of adaptive athletes basically tell me they can't do stuff or like this part of life is over or like mm. they can't do this kind of stuff in life, and I'm like, you're full of shit. Right. Like, in all honesty, what I want to tell them is they're just being lazy. Right. Um, but that apparently that hurts people's feelings. You well, need, people get You need so, something called tact. Yeah, they get all <laughs> caught in, like, their story, and then, yeah. like, they create this bullshit version of a future that's not I mean, fucking true. I've had people in wheelchairs be like, well, I can't work, I'm in a wheelchair. Or, like, I can't date because I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't do this because I can't go back to what I was doing beforehand because I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm like, this... Or, like, I've lost a limb, or... All this other kind of stuff. And then like do, you just, do you just actually bitch slap them across the face? No, because they're usually quite a bit smaller than I am, that's and that would fair. probably hurt them. I'd give them another disability, and then that's not what we're oh. looking to do. <laughs> um, so how do you work with those guys? Like, what do you... Um, I mean, I'm pretty frank with them. I usually tell them they're full of shit. Yeah. Or um, I'm like, well, I mean, that's really you've chosen that life. Yeah. So, like, if you decide you don't want to be a lazy piece of shit, we can talk about how this works. So the other side of the calendar is um, basically two pictures, like one of them doing some really cool athletic stuff and the one of the one of them doing something um that they're passionate about in their real life like we have um a guy in a wheelchair who just got married a year ago and i'd really like to showcase that because they met after injury we have um a girl here who has cerebral palsy who i love her oh we worked out with her mariah mariah Mariah. we worked out with her yesterday she's going she's going to school to become a doctor of of, uh, neurodegenerative disorders it's fucking amazing like Literally, what most people with CP are told that they won't like read or write or be able to speak, and she's going to get her doctorate and become a doctor of neuromuscular disorders. That's amazing. I love like she's hands down like she smokes me in workouts and I'm like oh yeah and she's a, she's a fucking smartass. It's really annoying. She's <laughs> sassy. I love, like I love her. She yeah. doesn't say much, but when she does, it's it's, it's powerful. And it's I, I don't know, it's just stuff like that that I want to be that I want to take the calendar and be able to sell it to people and be like, yeah, you can be athletically awesome and take care of what you're passionate about it doesn't matter um the disability behind the person right mm-hmm. well and i think it's great too because i feel like there's so many people without disabilities that cop so much bullshit about like oh well this is hard and this is hard it's like really fucker mm-hmm. like look at these people that have chosen like this path for their life it's like so many people are just lazy in general mm-hmm. well i mean it I, I think not to say we're at an advantage being disabled but i think we have a slight advantage like we don't 
we don't have the choice of taking the easy route. Right. Like it's like um, I use like pumping gas for an example. Like you guys probably take for granted that it takes two seconds to like hop out of your car, pump your gas, get back in your car, and then go. Right. So like you guys will will be like, oh man, I really don't want to stop and get gas and like drive for as long as you can. Like I really don't get that option if a car breaks down, like or if it runs out of gas. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not rolling two miles <laughs> I mean I will but I don't want to right but it's also not it's also not like a two minute trip like I had to get my wheelchair out of the car get in, get in the wheelchair roll around deal with like four different people asking me if I'm okay um, pump the gas and get back in and so it's just I think I think it's also why you find a lot of people who have disabilities who are a little bit happier yeah than people without because um, you have to choose in this situation to see the positive and to work hard mm-hmm. um, if you don't like, you can not work hard and be an able-bodied individual and still, like, barely skate through life. Right. If you don't work hard as, as someone with a disability, you are so fucked. Yeah. Like, it, it either means that you have enough money that people take care of you all the time, or you're going to die in a few years. Like, right. that. those are... That's it. And so you just have to choose. Mm-hmm. Like, you just choose to do the hard thing every day. Oh, yeah. You have to. Um, and I had that conversation with Newly. I'm, I'm not technically on the mentor team at Craig Hospital. I think uh-huh. Part of it is because I refuse to get a flu shot. Yes. <laughs> Knuckles hey, to no flu shot. It. Seriously. Statistically, oh, statistically <gasps> relevant. Um, yes. So I refuse to do that. Secondly, um, I think my verbiage sometimes is a little harsher than they want. Right. They, they maybe aren't Dad. ready for that in the hospital yeah, environment. Like I, I, have, I have no patience for people who want me to feel sorry for them right. um, when they have everything they possibly could want. Like I, I had a kid who was had a great family, great friends. It was a really crappy situation how he got paralyzed and was just kind of like down on himself and, and being all mopey and um, and I'll get texts from people at, at Craig like, hey, you should probably come meet this kid or hey, come talk to him. And so yeah. I went up to talk to him and like within the first five seconds, he's like, yeah, I'm just, just going to end it. I'm just going to fucking end it. And I knew he was waiting for me to be like, oh no, sweetheart, like it's okay. You're something <laughs> to live for and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, do it. Like, if you're going to do it, stop wasting people's time. Right. Like, you have a whole nursing staff and doctor staff who are working their ass off to keep you alive and to teach you how to be a human again. If you want to waste their time, that's kind of an asshole thing to do. So either pull the trigger or don't. Right. And um, so I think I get in trouble sometimes for... <laughs> they probably don't like the, yeah, go ahead and kill yourself message at the hospital so I mean, much. you're still alive. Yeah. They thank me for it later, but, like, you, yeah. you know, you, you see enough of them. Anyone that says they're going to do it or tells you, like, in the first five minutes of me and that they're going to do it, isn't, they're just asking for someone to, to pity them. And, it's just a cry. And they just need someone to slap them and tell them to, you know, like, look at what's going on around you. Yeah. Like, literally, like, family, friends, they're all the time. Like, there, there are some situations where, like, man, that's truly sad. And I get why you're depressed right now. Um, but, like, he, he had a lot of things going for him. And, um, he had a paper cut paralysis, so... We, anyone that's lower than you, you can make fun of for being barely paralyzed. <laughs> You're like, whatever, bro. Yeah. You're like, do you want me to put a Band-Aid on that for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a running <laughs> joke that if you, can, if you can feel your genitals, you're not actually paralyzed. <laughs> you're like, I don't feel bad for you. Do not, you know where your balls are? Yeah, go fuck yourself. It, yeah, basically. That's <laughs> the truth. Yeah. That's, that's a real conversation. So they, even, so they refer you guys a lot of people, though. Just in terms of like support and, and yeah, coming in here. And... I get referred a lot. I get people sent over to the gym. Like Craig Hospital brings people over. Um, we'll do like a workout for the newly paralyzed. And then we sit around and talk for a few hours with like me and a few other of my um, wheelchair athletes. Um, just they kind of get an idea. Like, you know, um, 
it's one of the best things Craig does because it doesn't matter how many times like a doctor or a nurse or, or someone standing on two legs tells you like it's going to be okay or this and they're 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 right like they're being completely honest and they've seen it a million times probably more than I have right. it doesn't matter they have two working legs and so it doesn't really sink in but um, I think one of the things that Craig does really well is they bring um, past patients back to be like yeah dude like they're right you'll be fine you're gonna get through it yeah, it's, it's just okay. it's just an adjustment right yeah. I mean as, as awful as it is it's still just an adjustment of this is the way life is going well now it's going this way all right let's fucking kick ass in this direction instead of this direction I mean it, it's de- just definitely a choice like you like I could have well I don't know if I could have I you can roll over I don't know if I exactly know how to do that but like roll over and quit or you can just yeah, I don't think you have a Take. rollover and quit bone in your body. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be below waistline. That I it could, and, and at this point, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. But hey, at least you can't feel it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so B was saying that you're like a huge nerd about like nutrition and fitness mm-hmm. and all these things. So you've been studying, you know, obviously since you were a little kid. Um, and one of the things that I'm super fucking passionate about, and I love like sharing with like my crew on on the Christy Crash podcast is. Um, stuff about nutrition and fit, like nutrition for athletes. Like, what is it that you work with your athletes on? Is there any sort of specific way, that, like belief system that you have about that, or way that you train your athletes to eat, or what does that look like for, for um, you guys? Depends on the population. So our population here is generally not like um, anyone that's really doing anything like um, elite level athletics. Sure. We're more like um, average Joe, you know, look good naked, drink a beer with friends type people. Yes. Just want to be fit and healthy. Yep. And um, I think but, that's the majority of the population, and yeah, they try to do absolutely. competition level bullshit, and they just don't need to. Oh, hundred uh, percent agree. In fact, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> idiots. Um, uh, so, I mean, I think the best thing, the the thing they try to focus on the most is is, is generally just simplicity. Yeah. Um, simplicity and and um, something that's gonna be something you can continue on with or, or do and make yourself happy. Um, so, like, I mean, I, I prescribe to a jury general, um, you know, CrossFit style style of eating. Like, eat lean meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, a little starch, no sugar. Like, it's, it's, I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can change quantities and change sources all we want to as long as it's quality food with, you know, um, not to insult any of your listeners, but um, I, I don't think you can be optimally healthy without some kind of animal protein in your system. Sure. I think you can... Um, be healthy-ish. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. Hey, my dog's name is Brisket. Hey, I love it. I'm, I'm not worried about offending you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, uh, preface to the people online. Yeah, yeah I, I, I generally sure. don't think it's um, possible to be optimally healthy without some kind of animal protein in your system. Right. Um, I, I just don't. Yeah. I've never seen anything that shows me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of things that show me that I'm correct. Um, and I think the hard thing for a lot of people is when they go vegetarian or vegan. Again, listeners, we love you if you're vegetarian and vegan and you're doing it the right way. Well, I love you. Kevin moderately loves you. B-Train you know, it's, always it's, it's, loves you. You know, hate the sin, not the sinner. Yes. I don't hate them. Sure. I just, you just maybe don't agree with, I don't their, agree with their food choices. Food but choices. I think a lot of people, when they go in that direction, it's like, well, these cookies are vegan or Oreos are vegan or Three Musketeer Bars are vegan yeah, or whatever. It's, it's a granitarian. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think people have a, um, thanks to a lot of the, the pseudoscience that's out there, um, if you don't have a background in reading 
case studies, you really can't understand what the studies they're putting out mean. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the science out there is kind of bullshit. Right. Um, and if you look deep into the studies, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, there's a study out there that says red meat is bad, but they considered pizza red meat. Yeah, you know, my doctor, I actually went to the doctor mm-hmm. and I told him that I ate, um, that I eat ribeye twice a day, that I ate a pound of steak a day. And he was like, oh my gosh, like colon cancer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but the study on red meat lumped in pepperoni, processed deli meats, and steak. And they like took no account for well, how many vegetables oh, these people oh, eat, what the rest of their yeah, nutritional absolutely. diet look like. Taints and assholes. Taints and assholes. So yeah, people just need to be really, it's, it's hard, there's so much shit out there, yeah. you know? And, and it, it, unfortunately, if you don't have a, a background in learning how to read case studies, there's just no way to get around all the verbiage they throw out there. Yeah. It's, it's like trying to lead, read a legal document without a law degree. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, without a lot of you're not going to kill yourself with stupid food choices. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's that's basically it. Like, I, I get a little, like, I personally get a little deeper into things. Um, my basic premise for everyone's diet, I feel like, is nutrient density per calorie. Yes. So, um, high nutrient density yeah. to lower you, you, calorie you density. Can, you can get away with a lot lower calorie count mm-hmm. um, if you have a higher nutrient density, which means you have a lot. If you have a lower calorie count, then you generally have a... A lower insulin response, which means your insulin stays a little bit uh, more evened out. If your insulin stays evened out, there's a plenty of literature out there that suggests that it prolongs life and has a greater effect on longevity if you can create sure. that. Preventing inflammation and, yeah, yeah. and all of those. Yeah, a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. Um, so I think, again, nutrient density per calorie and ease of digestion is really what you're looking for. Yeah. So lots of, lots of real foods. Proteins, mm-hmm. meats, proteins and meats. Meats, veggies, fruits, nuts, yeah. seeds, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're big proponents of of the whole, the real food diet. We were mm-hmm. pulling uh, zucchini out of B-Train's uh, garden yesterday that was literally the size of this foam roller. Oh, no, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I don't know what you're going to do with that, but good luck. Oh, you should see what she did with that. No, I don't. Hey, nope. girl. Nope. <laughs> hey, girl. We, we are not on that level of watching, <laughs> watching things. Yeah, things you don't put on yeah. Instagram story. <laughs> I get I get uncomfortable when girls grab their own boobs, so like I'm not yeah. I'm not down to watch that kind of. That's fair, yeah. and it's hilarious too because Kevin will like start chirping in general, and then he'll just stop because he knows that I'm just gonna throw a fucking zinger, and he's not gonna be able to say anything for a solid seven minutes. Because <laughs> you're just gonna be giggling in the corner. I, or I just get from really uncomfortable. I just get really uncomfortable. It's yeah. just me. That's amazing. So what about okay? So we've done a couple. I've done a couple workouts here, and you guys are heavy on mobility, which I think is really fucking important, especially for a lot of our listeners who are getting into athletics or mm-hmm. are athletes and don't stretch, don't do any kind of mobility. Like, but you and you guys do so much, which is awesome. Like, yeah. what is the premise behind that? Why is that so important to you? Um, Again, I, I like to go back to like the science behind a lot of stuff, and so I did a lot of research into things like neuromuscular facilitation, um, the effects of range of motion on activation post-max effort warm-ups, uh, max effort warm-ups effects on, um, on athletic endeavors, and it just kind of came down to a theory of, of what I felt, well, felt was the best process for getting a class warmed up was like just a little bit of movement. Um, maybe a little bit of like mobility or functional flexibility or, or skill work. Um, um, so like the range of motion increases, but then um, past increasing range of motion, there has to be some kind of um, reactivation of those muscle fibers to reteach them that the range of motion is different. Because mm-hmm. um, if you just elongate a muscle tissue and then shorten it again with exercise with ever, without ever actually teaching it that the range of motion is okay, mm-hmm. and that's the neuromuscular facilitation part, um, 
it doesn't do much in the long run mm -hmm. except for that workout. Um, and so we're looking at more longevity piece. And so it, it um, so basically you, you stretch the muscle, then you re in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You reaffirm the movement mm -hmm. and then you put the strength in. Yeah. Well then, then you put, um, basically max effort warmups of whatever energy system you're, you're going to go into or whatever, um, contractile need you have for that workout. You need to get it, primed more right. or less is an easy way of saying it and so there has to be some kind of um, max effort warm-up to um, increase the athletic endeavor afterwards sure. um, so like if we're getting for a really short sprint workout we're going to have a pretty long warm-up where at some point in time there will be a, a minor max effort in there in mm -hmm. the same energy system and muscle groupings that way it's primed and ready to go um, basically for um, ATP synthesis there you go and I don't know. It just kind of falls well together, and it, it seems to work out pretty well. And, yeah. Um, we have a pretty low rate of injury here. Which um, is huge. Yeah, yeah. including with, considering the fact, like, I'm, I'm very proud of this one. We've had probably hundreds of people in wheelchairs come through this gym, and we have not had a single shoulder injury. That's amazing. Because mm -hmm. that's huge. I mean, so many people end up with shoulder injuries or back injuries mm -hmm. or any of that crazy shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it, it's not, um, no offense to, like, other coaches, other people out there, it's just a, a misunderstanding, not a non-understanding, but a misunderstanding of, of the way the human body should move, how it can move, and, and, and how it's all connected. Like, you can't look at someone who has shoulder pain and just be like, hey, okay, well, where it hurts is the problem. It could be upstream, downstream. It could be, I um, mean, I developed a shoulder injury pre-injury from having um, an inactive oblique. Huh. So it's just, um, you always have to kind of be chasing that and looking at how they're moving in general. So if someone has, let's say, like some kind of chronic pain, right, mm -hmm. where do they go? Like what would be a good resource for listeners? Are there certain types of people they should be seeking out or? Yeah, uh, PTs. Just PTs in general? Chiro like good chiropractors, which there's, I mean, I will say for both PT and chiropractors, you need to shop around. Yeah. There's a lot of, and just like there's a lot of bad coaches out there, there are a lot of bad PTs and chiropractors. Yeah. Um, you can tell if they're good if you can't tell the difference between how they how they treat so if like a, a good pt will will seem to other people like he's a chiropractor a good chiropractor will seem a lot like a pt and like vice versa and, mm -hmm. because um, there's so there's so much on both that are connected the, that they have to have like a really good deep knowledge of both it's the exact same thing they're just approaching it from two different standpoints yeah like literally the exact same thing just approaching it from two different stand like a like a coming from a and they're coming from b but they're both trying to get to c and right. it, it well, and that's my thing with a lot of chiropractors, too, is it's like, great, you've put the bones back into place, mm -hmm. but if the muscles and the movement, if the muscles are still pulling the movement out of alignment, mm -hmm. you're just coming back every week to fix the same issue. Well, and unfortunately for our chiropractor friends, and this is, I'll, I'll give them this one, is that we've have set up a system that the only way, or PTs, the only way we can have them make money is very short, short windows right. of working with their uh, patients. And so they only have 15, 20, 30 minutes if they want to make a living doing this. Right. Um, and so there's not a lot they can do besides, um, besides try to triage. Um, I mean, there are some really cool PTs out there. We have one that works out of this gym, Zach, who owns uh, True Strength. And um, he spends like 30, 45 minutes, an hour um, with his patients all the time. That's amazing. Um, to really get to the root to it. And I, like, I'll give him credit. Like, there's also like Cascade Sports. Like Justin and Lauren do the exact same thing as much mm -hmm. as they can. And, and the, those two groups of PTs I'll send anyone to, period, because they also care more about their patients than they do their free time. 
Like yes. the amount of times I've had someone come in that I've sent to like Justin or Lauren or Zach and they're like, yeah, they were texting me things I needed to do because uh-huh. I thought of something else mm-hmm. like on their off hours. And like, they're like, they didn't charge me for it. I'm like, yeah, because they care more about making you better. Right. I mean, because they actually give a shit. A good, a good PT and a good chiropractor <laughs> will. Speaking of shitting waffles, I was yeah. Oh, go for it, waffles. Um, a good PT and a good chiropractor are basically going to work themselves out of business. Yeah. They're, they're trying to make it so you don't have to come back and see them. Anyone that wants you to come back all the time. That for puts years you on a schedule. That, that never. If, you're always, if you've been getting treated for the same thing for, for me, like over a few months, in my opinion, and it hasn't gotten any better or it hasn't changed at all. Right you need to switch who you're going to see. Yeah. It's not your injury they're, at that point. They're it's, just trying to make money off yeah. you, period. Yeah. And that was, I actually have a, um, a guy that does all my body work, Adam Christopher, and it's the same thing. He's like, it's awful. He's like, it's great for my clients. It's terrible for me. He's like, they come in one time and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you're looking for in someone is someone that's not like, cool, so let's set you up for this schedule of the next six weeks of work or of, of appointments and yeah. get you on a schedule. Which, like, get them on a schedule for a few times in a row. It's great, but yeah. You should be seeing improvement. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I go to see the same PTs all the time, but it's never for really the same thing. Right. And if it is for the same thing, it's usually because I'm an idiot. And it's because you keep yeah. fucking they, doing they, the same they, dumb they, shit. They fix it, and I come back <laughs> injured, and they're like, did you do what I told you not to? I'm like, yeah, I did exactly what yeah, I Yeah, I did that thing. I did that thing again. I'm sorry. So what about, like, so for my listeners, like, um, is there anything that you would suggest? Obviously, everybody is different, but are, do you feel like there's some fundamental things that people should be doing on a regular basis, mobility-wise? Yeah, moving. Just moving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, really, it sounds like the, the weirdest and most simple thing, but, I mean, if you you can take lacrosse balls and softballs and all this other kind of stuff and jam it in places that it really hurts, but if you're not teaching them the body a new range of motion or a new safe then you're not doing anything for your body because you still have that same end range once that muscle contracts and so like trying to go a little deeper in your squat maybe unweighted or, or trying to improve your deadlift position or, or, or you know having someone watch you and trying to do like small tweaks to your how you're moving every single time mm-hmm. is going to be exponentially better than sitting there and spending three or four hours doing the same mobility techniques every single like time. sitting at home at night yeah. with, a, with a lacrosse ball for like two hours versus like actually running through some movement patterns mm-hmm. with those muscle groups. I mean, if we liken it to nutrition, like the, the moving and trying to move well is like your meats and vegetables and all that other kind of stuff, like your real foods. Right. The, the mobility, the lacrosse ball stuff, the mashing, the smashing, the stretching should be like your supplements. Mm. Like those only come into play once you've started trying to move well. If right. you're spending the majority of your time on your supplements, uh, um, or supplemental work even like you're, you're just missing the missing the right point. it's like taking vitamins and cheeseburgers and trying to be healthy yeah it's like man i just drank this this beautiful mixed green shake now i'm gonna go smash my face in with tequila and tacos and cocaine yeah yeah which sounds I mean, like it a great, sounds like a great so what are we doing after this like 80 20 rule right yeah i mean like that's why we do all this stuff is so like that five percent of the time when i'm like man i'm tired and i don't want to cook here's my pizza and cocaine yeah. who doesn't do that <laughs> hey i went to college it's fine it's fine i i want to say never done cocaine and the only reason is because i knew i would love it <laughs> Like, this is a terrible, I'm terrible gonna, road like, for me I'm, to go down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall in love with that, so I'm just going to stay over here. <laughs> it's, it's fair. It's fair. So talk to me about, because um, I know you sort of have uh, some some pet peeves about coaching. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, CrossFit gets a really bad rep of, like, everyone comes in and get, gets injured. And I think a lot of that has to do with coaching and awareness and things like that. Yeah. So what? talk to me about um, 
if someone's looking for for coaches, or are there things mm-hmm. that you feel like are like your pet peeves about coaching that people can be aware of, like when they're picking like a, a gym or they're looking at coach different coaches? Yeah, and, and I actually get people ask me all the time, like what what's a good crossfit gym, how to look for it, or like someone's moving away or moving somewhere place else, um, and so they like a little bit of advice. I mean, the first thing is that there has to be some kind of thought process to the programming if you go to their website and you check out their their workouts and there's and it just looks like someone comes in and throws words on a whiteboard and there's no no thought behind it it's it's constantly varied functional movements not random right and there there is a a very small but very distinct difference in those two things um and so i think that's that's a place to start is making sure that there's some kind of thought process behind what they're making you do mm-hmm Instead of just like, okay, I want them to hurt today. Like noticing that it's systematic, mm-hmm. noticing that you guys have like ramping up periods. You should you should look at a workout and see a purpose. There should right. be a purpose behind every single thing every single thing you do in the gym and it shouldn't be this is gonna wreck me. Right. I mean every once in a while that's fine, but that shouldn't be the majority of the reasoning that you see behind what they're doing. Sure. Um, I think the second thing is actually um, is actually what having gyms that coach. Mm-hmm. Um Another big point of pride with me is that the coaches we have here actually coach. They get in there. They improve movement. They plan warm-ups. They do what's best for the athlete, not just what's best for the group. Like, my coaches have free autonomy to do whatever they want to. If, if they have a whole class and they look at the whole class and be like, man, this workout's going to be horrible for them, change the workout. Yeah. Change the warm-up. Change whatever you want to based on what's best for the best for the athlete. And you can only do that if your coaches know they're athletes. Right. And so you have to have coaches right. that actually coach. Um, and actually get in there. And I, I jokingly call gyms that don't have that clock starters. They literally come in, here's the workout on the board, I'm going to start the clock, tell me your time when you're done. Right. Right. Here you go, and go. Try not to kill yourself in the process. Right? And, there, and there's no, like, like even like two or three things at least per athlete, per class, almost a must. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're just missing that, then you're... They're not making you any better. Yeah. That's what I noticed about today with Megan, right? Megan. Megan. Because she did a really good job today of just being aware of who is in the class and then modifying and adjusting each person to make sure everyone was going to maximize the class. And that's not something you see at every every No. I mean, I will will put my coaching staff up against any other coaching staff in the state of Colorado and and probably up against most of the people in the nation. Yeah. We... we, I'm very fortunate that I kind of I did I did nothing to develop these coaches. Like if you're thinking like Kevin just did this amazing job of taking people who weren't good coaches and making them great coaches, you're 100 percent wrong. I have done absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. I just I just lucked into having people who wanted to magically... want to be good coaches. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. I hear by the way that you um you're a Taylor Swift fan. I do like Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift too. I I do I like girly pop sometimes. It's oh just... my god. <laughs> I love it so much. Katy Perry is a great piano Dude, music. Oh my god, Kesha is like, Kesha is one of my girls. I think my heaviest bench press ever was, I actually know, the heaviest bench press I've ever done was to Katy Perry's Roar. So. Oh, yes. I was bummed because I thought today was Taylor Swift Tuesday. It is. And I was hoping for this workout this morning that we were going to get a little T-swizzle. I wasn't coaching. You should have said something. I know. I should have. You I can't get what you want unless you vocalize it. It's true. You squeaky wheel gets the grease, mm-hmm. right? Um, I guess my only, my... I guess my biggest pet peeve, yeah. it comes from a misunderstanding of the CrossFit methodology. Okay. Um, where we clearly state a million times in everything we write within CrossFit that it's mechanics, consistency, and then and only then intensity. And I think that, that verbiage of then and only then intensity is missed. Mm. And people like the sexiness of like, man, this workout really hurt, or man, like that weight was really heavy or I went really fast or like look at my time and right. I jump to the intensity piece and they skip over that mechanics and consistency. And so I would say like 
programming, sure, make sure you check it out. Make sure they're coaching. But if you ever go to a gym and they don't address it, uh, any kind of fitness in that order, mechanics, consistency, and then and only that intensity, run for the hills. Like, never go back to that gym. Right. They, they have missed the boat completely. completely. Right. And yeah. I think that that's, the, that's sort of the rap that CrossFit gets in general, is that it's all about just, like, these crazy hard... Like, yeah. like Brie today, Brie came in and did her first CrossFit workout, and she was like, man, she's like, that wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. She's no. like, I thought I was going to, like, throw up, and that I was going to die, and... Yeah. But it was well, a great, it was a great yeah. workout. And even when, even cause I always ask you like, wait, I mean, yes, I'm holding your dildo right now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Golf elbow, get a, we're a dildo. It's fine. It's, it's a TheraBand uh, rotational device, but it looks like a big blue dildo. It does look like a yeah. big blue So even, like, even in this morning's workout, when I asked you, you're like, it's an AMRAP. Cause I always get nervous with back squat or like any type of squats in my back. And especially with, like all the jumping, I was super nervous. Yeah. And then. I was just like, all right, well, do I go 85 or 95? And you're just like, well, just go heavier. It's an AMRAP. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're still going to do the work. Like, if, even if you move slow, it's fine. Right. Like, just go heavier, and it'll yeah. be okay. Well, I think that also comes from misunderstanding of what intensity means. Sure. Yeah. Like, we're, not, we're not talking about an arbitrary um, statement of the word intensity. We're talking about a very... I mean, actually, we're talking about physics. It's force times distance divided by time. It's, right. It's, it's an actual, like, it's an equation. So you can either change force you're applying so like either way you can change the distance you're moving right or you can change the time once you do it and, and based on that athlete if you change any one of those things you can increase or decrease intensity still give them a good workout but still be focused on the mechanics and consistency right right so it's like just because you're going heavy doesn't mean you're getting like sloppy and trying to go fast yeah. it's not about okay yes it's an amrap but at the same time it's like it's quality yeah i mean and there's something called threshold training so you are trying to like bump up against your threshold but it's not right. like okay i hit my threshold or moving well fuck it let's just go for it right it's like okay i hit that threshold let's back it off a little bit until i get consistent here and then we're going to push it right. and then we're going to push it and right. it's it's finding where the wheels fall off that's going to um, help push us forward i think that's my biggest pet peeve um with people is that they they get all and i get it i get it i did the same thing when i first started crossfit um where i was like yeah this hurts right it's horrible i'm gonna try to make myself throw up <laughs> And I, I, you know, look, looking back, I probably um, did a lot of, I put a lot in my way. I could have been a lot fitter, a lot faster, had I understood that. Yeah. Right. And so once you kind of got over the like, okay, let's let's totally murder ourselves and actually focused on like your consistency and movement and things yeah. like that, it, it got better a lot faster. So yeah. speaking of um, crazy fitness things, so at the end of every episode we do a top five mm -hmm. and so obviously we decided that the best top five for this episode would be the top five most annoying fitness and nutrition trends yes so mm -hmm. what we're gonna do um is we'll go around and we'll mm -hmm. each share now obviously it's not like number one is the worst but it's just like your top five mm -hmm. um so do you want to go first uh sure yeah sure what you got I, for number I, one um <laughs> lack of self-awareness in athletes Meaning that they are not elite level athletes and they are doing elite level programming. I'm sorry, Shannon. Not my, that's a bad, she's the first name that popped in my head. I'm gonna change the name on that. That's actually my girlfriend's name. <laughs> and she actually doesn't do this. I was like, okay, keep uh, going. Well, because there's certain names in my head I'm trying not to say because they do this specifically and they're friends of mine. I don't want to call sure. them out in publicly. Mary. Yeah, Nancy. <laughs> Nancy. Yeah, we'll Nancy. say Nancy. Um, you're not going to the CrossFit Games. You do not need to do Invictus programming. If you're doing six workouts a day and you're just trying to be fit and healthy and still sell real estate, you're an idiot. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people think they have to do six workouts a day to be fit. Listen, yeah. I always tell people this. I made the regionals four times doing one workout a day. Yeah. Literally four times, one workout a day. That's all I did. 
only in the last like year or two of me being competitive did I add extra volume in. But I had spent six years prior to that building up my tolerance. Right. And I actually was at a fairly elite level. Right. But now you have people coming in, they're like, well, I'm going to do the workout, and then I'm going to do some lifting, and then I'm going to do some core work, and then I'm going to do another workout, and then I'm going to throw a weight vest on and go do this. And you're like, why don't you just work on what you suck at? Yeah. Like, doing Fran for the third time today is not going to make you any fitter. Let's just get marginally better. Yeah. Let, and- let's, let's do something that's actually going to make – hey, how about instead of doing Fran for five minutes, you go, like, work on squatting better because you look like a shitting dog when you squat. <laughs> Looks like brisket when it's brisket. Oh, he's such a funny pooper. He's, like he's all like tall and, and like sits back and he looks at you like, I'm so sorry, you're gonna have to pick that up. I'm so sorry. Well, I think for a lot of people too, when they go at shit like that, then all of a sudden their nutrition's all fucked up. Because if you're gonna train at that volume, like the amount of extra food that you have to eat, and most of them are like, well, I'm just trying to like lose weight or be fitter. And it's like, you're fucking yourself, guys. You screw yourself. There's so many better ways that are so much more fun to get that little marginal bit of fitness better. Yeah. Don't. Don't do it. I have a huge problem with that kind of like elite level programming put out to the public. Now the public's doing it because they think like, I'm the next Matt Fraser. No, you're not. Right. You're not. If you're the next Matt Fraser, no matter what you did, you were going to be the next Matt Fraser. The Invictus programming or the Misfits programming is not going to make you that. Right. It's the same thing with nutrition too. Like all these people that are trying to do like bro diets or like bikini, like bikini competitions or bodybuilding competitions. And it's like the average Joe is trying to like eat, you know, chicken broccoli and brown rice seven times a day if you're not in a weight dependent sport like weightlifting or powerlifting or any of those things boxing and you come in and you tell me you're on a cut i'm gonna slap the shit out of you (laughs) i'm just cutting right now i just had a bulking face now i'm cutting i'm gonna slap you i'm gonna slap you there's no reason to cut like that if you're not in one of those sports right create better habits don't eat like an asshole and then you don't have to cut and be miserable for weeks at a time, right. which then you're just going to binge afterwards anyway and get right back to where you were. Right. You look good for one day. Congratulations. Right. High five. Yeah. Now you just fucked up your hormones for maybe forever, maybe but forever. Good, good, good work. Oh, I have a huge theory. That's why a lot of um, um, fairly fit females mm-hmm. end up having um, hypothyroid whenever they're um, towards the tail end of their career. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, you don't they, have a period. They, they, they just crush your system, crush your system, crush your system. And it works really well for women because you guys have this crazy capacity, more so than men, to do very, very high volume and very, very heavy percentage loads. Right. And so you guys just fuck your system. And then you like eat this and don't eat this and then just under eat, over eat. It's just, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, yeah, you have hypothyroidism because you destroyed your thyroid from doing six workouts a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So moderation, people. Moderation. Don't eat like an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. So my uh, my number one was keto. Um, for two reasons. One, because unless you're an epileptic, you really there's no other reason to do keto. But two, because there's most some, there's some good evidence with some cancers. Yes, and cancers as well. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh, I'm gonna. Um, but most people that say they're doing keto aren't actually in fucking ketosis. Oh. That's the thing that makes oh, me the craziest is that like you're not actually in fucking ketosis. You're just eating like an asshole you're just eating like an asshole oh yeah like the because that people don't understand like you literally have to eat fairly low protein really low carbohydrates and just eat a ton of fat. fat right and like i can see it working for some people it's it's a it's a reset i think keto's great for like a short period of time for a reset sure but i also don't think it's a fully sustainable system right mm-hmm. um caveat here i think it also depends on your activity level mm. If you want to be a couch potato who doesn't really do anything and sits at a desk all day and doesn't really move, I actually think keto is amazing. 
because you're just burning like a longer source of energy and you're never actually tapping into like glycogen or, right. or assuming they're actually in ketosis yes and, and so not eating a there. bite of the bagel at work and not fucking oh, like, call me brought in don't ask and oh, not girl. having cheat day every saturday don't, don't sit there and, and smash ribeyes and then tell me you're in ketosis right but all that barbecue I think, sauce i think people forget that's not just low carb it's pretty low protein yeah like if you eat too much protein, you it, actually kick yourself out because you get glyco. Uh, um, you still turn it into glycogen. Gluconeogenesis right. is the process mm-hmm. that it goes through, and then you then you have sugar in your system anyway. Right. So yeah, we we have we had a guy here. He's like, yeah, I'm in ketosis. I'm like, dude, you just you're you're just eating like hot dogs with cheese on it. Right. Like that's that's not ketosis. That's not ketosis. No. Sorry. No. What you got? Number Ke- number one. Keto. <laughs> Are you a fucking epileptic? And I feel bad for that one member one day where he's like, hey, Kevin, what are your thoughts on keto? And then I scream across the gym, are you an epileptic? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, that's one of Kevin's members. I shouldn't have said that. Wait, but I'm fucking keto. Like, Wait, if what, you're do gonna... you, what do you think I was going to say? <laughs> <laughs> but it just flew out my mouth, and I'm sorry. I love you. I love so, yeah, keto. Keto. All right, number two. Um, number two biggest pet peeve. Um, in the fitness in fitness or nutrition mm-hmm. industry, terrible trends. Um, terrible trends. Terrible trends. Mm, the misconception of um, high, uh, loading volume and hypertrophy. The yes. whole The whole like, I'm just gonna stay with light weights and just work on form so I don't get bulky. Right. And like, a your form will never get better with light weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, go ahead and do all those high reps. You want to look at a bodybuilder builder's program that has like massive massive everything you want to know how they do that super high reps right like like if you want to be really strong but also really small lift really heavy shit yeah and 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 then like i i don't know i got into an argument with sometime with a girl one time and she's like well i don't want to do crossfit because i get big really easy i go nope she goes no, no no i do i'm like no you don't she's like no like if i just start lifting weights i automatically get bulky i'm like Sweetheart, I'm looking at you right now, and there's no chance on God's green earth that you have enough testosterone in your system to build muscle tissue at this point in time, regardless of like what you're doing. Right. She's like, no, I did like push-ups, and my arms are bigger afterwards. I'm like that's called pump. <laughs> <laughs> it goes away within like an hour. You'll be fine. And I just, I just have a huge problem because like there's so much. There's been so much research into energy systems and rep schemes and what hypertrophy means and what building power and strength and all these other kind of things mean. And what it tells me that it's not standardized in the fitness community is that coaches are not willing to learn from the science side of fitness. Right. They're learning from like the bro side and like, right. well, this is what I did. So I'm going to make everyone else do it. So they're not actually looking at the science behind it and being like, okay, like if you want to get jacked, if you want to get super big and bulky, let's do like 12 to 20 reps of everything and keep it fairly light and just get that nice burn. If you want like look at weightlifters. If you want to stay small but super strong, lift really 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 heavy things right and do it a few times right i think i think that's another huge pet peeve 100 100 and and there's god instagram is the worst like instagram oh, like every single thing on my instagram like on the discovery thing is like here's the rep scheme to get lead like and i'm just oh you want this juicy booty do this and i'm like how about you fucking play hockey for 20 years like it doesn't have do yeah. this do this glute bridge <laughs> Hashtag beach body. Hashtag. 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 Everyone's a fucking coach now. (laughs) So for number two, um, I said basically hip dip 
booty worship every Instagram. fucking booty every work. every like sort of way that we can instill fear that our bodies aren't good enough into women on the planet you know what i mean and people just the dogs are going crazy i'm gonna kill you both but just i think that so many people like come up with these weird ways to create fear to sell fucking programs weird yeah that, that it's even slightly different like i i've said it many times before like no no guy is gonna put all the work in to hit on a girl and like is attracted to her and all this other kind of stuff, and then she drops trial, and there's there's a hip dip or a little bit of cellulite. They're not gonna be like, oh no, sorry, I'm out, I'm out, peace, I'm good. done. It's, it just doesn't happen. And I don't. I mean, there may be some jerks out there that like do that, but like that speaks more to how insecure they are about them being naked mm-hmm. than how how a, the woman actually looks. Right. Like, like that that makes no sense to me. There's not a lot of guys out there. I don't think. No, that, I only know one where he's like, I will only date. A woman with abs. I'm like, so you've limited yourself to like five. Why? That are all gonna have what hormonal happened, what problems. Happens, what happens if that girl with abs is an idiot? Well, they look really good on Instagram. That, that's fine. What happens if they're an idiot? They look really good. I don't on care Instagram. how good they look. If I say two plus two and they say six, I'm out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the yeah. photos he could get for Instagram. Oh my god. Photos. The photos. The photos. What did you get for number two? Number two? Number two. Juicing. Juicing. Like, oh my God, I need to drop like five to 10 pounds. I'm totally going to go on this like three, five, seven day juice cleanse and everything's going to be better. When I'm like, how about you just don't eat like a fucking dickhead leading into it and then you just don't have to because balance. Right. It's it's the funny one when they're like, oh, I have a wedding in a week. I'm going to go to this juice cleanse and I'm going to drop that 10 pounds. And they might, they might do it. But guess what, Courtney? You're going to go to that wedding, you're going to get hammered off of one drink, and you're going to be the asshole puking in the bushes. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Like, every time. Yeah. You haven't eaten anything in, like, months that you fit into that, that bridesmaid's dress, you know, to look all cute for one of your friend's family members, I guess. Right. For those photos. Matter. And then you have one glass of champagne, and guess who's puking in the bushes and crying about being alone for the rest of her life? 100%. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And you're really smart with, like, the sugar stuff and like the body mechanics and like the chemical equations that go into your body yeah like, you, you're just you're just introducing a large bolus of unmitigated insulin response and and liver detoxification where your body is just trying to kick out all the fructose you're drinking and there's nothing to stop the, the spike of insulin there's nothing nothing to, sp- to stop like your blood sugar from going nuts there's no there i i have yet to have anyone intelligently tell me any benefit the only thing I can think of that a juice cleanse may do is decrease the digestive need sure. so the gut can heal itself a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. But there are other ways to do that way smarter mm-hmm. that leave you not so messed up. 100%. 100%. Yep. I love it. What you got for number three? Um, number three. I think I had one. Did I say one? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, oh, yeah. Blood type diet. Oh, oh the blood type oh, diet. Oh, my God. I, don't I read this book, though. If it's, it's on the internet. Is it popular still? It has a website. I'm is sure. it, I don't even know. I, I just... um, it pops up on, again, for some reason, my Instagram loves showing me, like, really trendy, like, those little images. Yeah. It's it's in there. It's in there with hip dip. It's in there I'm, with hypertrophy. I'm sorry. Your, your blood type will not affect how your body processes food. There's literally zero science behind it. You want to know that this is the statistic. So I looked it up because I was like, man, maybe I'm wrong and maybe this actually works for people and I need to reassess what I'm doing. So I looked up the statistics. You want to know the only people it works for? Who? Typo. You want to know what the prescription for typo is? What? Lean meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. (laughs) So it's basically don't eat like an asshole. Yeah. And you know who it doesn't work for? B. Type B. Because you know what type B is? Granitarian. Eat all the grains you want to. Stay away from uh, animal uh, products. 
Really? I'd say the AIB, one of the two, but like it doesn't work at all. Right. At all. And then people and then, then people are like, well, look at how successful it is. Like anyone that tells you they've been successful on a blood type diet, I guarantee you they're typo. They're typo because that's what it says to do. Yeah. Well, and I think for a lot of people too, you know, they go from cheeseburgers and french fries to, well, I'm going to eat for my blood type and they just stop eating like an asshole. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. look, it's the same, same thing as like, and not to pick on vegan somewhere. Sure. It's the same people who are like, I got so healthy becoming a vegan. I'm like, well, yeah, because you used to sit on there and on your couch and drink Cokes and eat Ding Dongs and, you know, smash McDonald's and now you're eating like a salad. Right. Of course you're going to feel better. Right. High density for, food. For, for a little while. Right. And, and then you're going to crash yeah. and then we'll talk. Yeah. Well, and it's the <laughs> and same. I'll be waiting for you. The other one that I think is interesting too is um, like people that have hypothyroid, like the, literally the, the diet for that is the same thing. It's healthy proteins veggies, all of those things. And it's like, well, no, you don't need a hypothyroid diet. You just need to eat not like an asshole. I mean, it's so things like, um, like the vast majority of um, hypothyroidism is like a Hashimoto. So it's an, it's a autoimmune disorder. Right. Um, the three qualifications that is, that are around every single autoimmune disorder, every single one, they have to be there in order for them to happen are genetic predisposition, yep. an external uh, experience or a um, stressor that causes it to be triggered and a leaky gut. You must have those three things. Otherwise you cannot have, an autoimmune disorder like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Really? Interesting. And so the reason why the hypothyroidism diet is the way it is is because it is a low digestive need, high nutrient density per calorie, gut healing protocol. Right. And that's what it is. It's eat healthy food, mm-hmm. basically. So interesting. Okay, so... That was three. Three. Mm-hmm. Three. Um, so mine was cardio, but let me explain... I think a lot of people are like, well, I need to lose weight. I need to get healthy. I want to be fitter. I need to go do 45 minutes of cardio every day. But let me park my car really close to where I work. Let me not take the stairs. Like they they think an hour of cardio is going to save their lives instead of actually just living an active life. Like walk your dog. Do shit you like to do on the weekends. Like go out in the world. Yeah, I mean, and there's a few things wrong with that statement. One being that um, only if you're in a certain heart rate or certain like – energy system will you actually burn the fat that you sure. otherwise you are losing weight but you're losing a lot of that weight in muscular tissue secondly is that it's been shown time and time again through like different studies that it's that's the intensity piece it's the force times distance time time times time or divided by time that's really going to get you the results that you want okay. and burn calories for longer and do all these other kind of things and so i think the people who are like the, the ones who are coming in here like i'm going to do extra cardio after the workout because i want to lose weight i'm like why don't you just try to go a little harder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try to go a little heavier? Why don't you try to stop slacking off when I say, hey, you should try to go, like, push it a little bit more? And you're like, not feeling it today. Right. But I'm going to stay after and do it. I'm going to stay after and, and waste another hour of my life when right. I could have just worked out for two less minutes and gotten more out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Pushed harder and then parked your car a little farther away. Like, yeah. move your body for then, the whole day. Then, then go do things. Learn a new sport. Yeah. Why don't, you come, why don't you come into the gym, hit a really intense workout, and then go do something fun, like, Mountain biking, rock climbing, hiking, right. hockey, like any of these things. Fuck, walk your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Interact with people instead of staying on Instagram. Yeah. I love it. What you got? Uh, I don't know if it, I wouldn't, I don't know. It's not so much like a trend or like a thing that you're going to see like so much on the internet. Yeah. It's, I'm pre-diabetic or like I'm pre this or like mm-hmm. type 2 diabetes. Like insulin resistance? Yeah. It's like, stop eating like yeah, again. Yeah, I don't think it all that's goes, a trend, but... It, but like it's, not a trend at the same time like it's 
more of a movement. Or she's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm pre-diabetic, so um, I'm on this. So I'm like, I'm on this like drug it's, or this it's, pill. It's an like, excuse because they're like, I'm pre-diabetic. There's nothing I can do about this. I'm just gonna have diabetes eventually. Right. No, like you do it. Like type two diabetes. Like you do it to your fucking self. Like you didn't. Like type one. Like absolutely. There's definitely some diabetes. Like that fucking sucks. Type two. Like you fucking did it to yourself, guy. Like get off your ass. Don't be like an asshole and. Do something. Move around. Instead of just like, well, now I'm on this pill, and now I'm stuck with my life, and then the story I might tell, like, the story that I tell, like, in my head, like, it's just this downward spiral. Like, you have an opportunity to change it. Like, oh, I'm pre-diabetic. Well, fuck, that sucks. Let's do something about it instead of like, well, my doctor said this. Well, and I think the scary thing about that is the the medical industry itself is very like, so you're pre-diabetic, we're going to put you on this drug right now, and people are just, they they don't know how to be advocates for themselves and say, mm-hmm. no, let me go fix this on my own and, and eat healthy. Like, they're just like, okay, oh my God, I don't want diabetes, give me that drug. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Yeah. All right. Agreed. We're good. Awesome. Number four. Number four. Number yeah. Four. What you got? Um... I would have to say one of my one of, one of the things that annoys me the most is is uh, not working out for vanity because I don't care if you want to work out to look good, but work out so that people see you work out, mm. and then wearing specific things not because you're comfortable, not because it's what you want to work out in, but then so other people see you in those clothes. Right, you know, like, like looking. Yeah, like like. Like, the guy who doesn't work out, like, we have, I mean, I work out without my shirt on sometimes, and, like, Phil works out in just tights, because that's what he's comfortable squatting in, and all this, that's great. Like, he, sure. he's not, he's not doing it so other people look, but there's, there's people out there that literally will, like, guys will wear, like, this, that, or the other, so, like, check out how good my pecs look. <laughs> hey, can you see my package? And, like, like, same thing with women, like, okay, I get you're trying to work out to be comfortable. There is no way it is comfortable for you to be doing thrusters or doing burpees with your shorts 10 miles up your ass. <laughs> and they make these ones now that have the, the little, they're kind of like the lift and separate mm-hmm. shorts, but they're pants. And so they like bunch right in like the butt crack. Yeah. So when you come up, you're just like, oh, like it's or, in there. Or like, like the same thing as like, like some people who wear like really small bras when they have more up there than other people. And you're like, okay, you're, you're not working out in that because it's, it's comfortable. I can tell you have two black eyes from doing jump rope. Okay. <laughs> There's no way that's comfortable. You're doing it so people look at you. Right. Like, stop coming in, and, and those people, guys, girls alike, are the ones who ultimately fail. They are the ones who are only there for other people, and so when other people don't give them the attention they want, they will fail immediately. Yeah. So if you want to come in, like, I don't care. If you want to come in and work out naked, that's on you. But please do it because that's how you're comfortable, and that's, that's like, the way you're wanting to do it. Don't right. don't come in in ridiculous shit that is not no way in shape or form comfortable, and then tell me because... It's just because I'm comfortable enough. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm so comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think you said something really important, too, which is, like, you have to be doing this for yourself. 100%. Because if you're doing it for someone else, if you're doing it to fix something that's wrong with you and not to better yourself, there's no way it's going to last. Well, and I'll point this out, too, and this is just maybe a CrossFit phenomenon. I guarantee you the people who are coming in in those really uncomfortable clothing, so you see what they look like when they're working out, count the reps. <laughs> count the reps. They're not doing them all. They're either short in range of motion. They're short in numbers. They're, 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 they're literally only there to be seen as the number one on the whiteboard, the number one in these shorts, the number one. Like, there, there's, I will almost guarantee you if we did a full study on it, there's a direct correlation with, with how someone dresses for vanity, not for comfort, and the number of reps they actually do in a workout. Right. Because it's like, well, where do I end up on the end of the, at the end of the day yeah, on the I, whiteboard? I have to look like I'm really fit. Yeah. So give no fucks about other people, people. And just work out hard. 
Uh, my number four was the potato hack. Um, just to talk about cheesy diets. You don't know about the potato hack? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I so have a new hatred for something. Here's, yeah. here's what it is. So it's a diet where you basically only eat plain white potatoes all day. And I think you get one chicken breast at some point and you lose weight. But here's... <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? I think it was in the 40s. Either that yeah. or it was during like, the potato was, famine in Ireland. This has to be a practical joke. Someone was sitting around and was like, dude, we're going to get people to eat so many potatoes. It's no. going to be hilarious. No, it is a yeah. fucking thing. But then it's funny because I actually had a girl apply for, for my coaching program. And she said, well, right now we're doing the potato the potato diet. And I was like, well, why is, you know, what's going on? She's like, well, it, it works really well for me because I really hate potatoes. So I don't want to eat ever. So I'm losing weight like crazy. But I Shut feel like shit. Door. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Magic. That is the dumbest thing. So you just eat potatoes all day. But again, yeah, people will potatoes. do anything yeah. to lose weight except eat healthy and exercise. Yeah, if you're like, hey, take this pill. It might make you shit your pants later, but you'll yeah. lose weight. Or, or, here's a steak and some salad. Yeah. They're going to pick the shit pants, like the pants shitting pill. Yeah. yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, what you got? Number four. Dude, like, I'm just going back to fucking keto. Like, go. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Like, down. go fist yourself keto. It fucking drives me crazy. I mean, it's, it's like keto's the new, like, vegan or the new paleo where everyone has to talk about it and everyone wants to try It's It's just a revamp. It's like Atkins. Yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah. Atkins from the early 2000s. Right. So, like, yeah. there's a time and place for Atkins. There's a time and place for keto. There's, yeah. there's a situation where it works really well for no, certain no, people. I'm, when you're I'm, actually no. in ketosis. I'm when keto, you're actually in ketosis. I'm keto oh, during the week. And then on the weekend, I go on a bender. Yeah. Okay, so you're not in keto and you're just kind of eating low carb. Is that what you're doing? Are you eating low which, carb? Which is fine. Eat yeah. low carb. Eat low carb. Cool. Own it. Cool. Fuck yeah. But it's not if keto. you say keto to my face and then I see you going on a bender, like, I'm going to start fucking throwing things. <laughs> I get really fucking angry. That's what, like, and that, that'll, that'll be how I go. Yeah. Okay. Number, okay, so there five. we are. Number number four, four. No, number five. Yeah. Number five. Last one. My, 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 I would say this is my biggest pet peeve. Becoming a fitness or nutrition zealot. Like be, being dogmatic about what's going on in your life with either fitness or nutrition. I love CrossFit. I honestly think it's the best way to train for health and longevity. Sure. I've known gyms that tell people they can't do bicep curls in their gym. Who cares? Yes. Curls for the motherfucking girls. Like people, people are like, are you paleo? And my response is always like, I, sure, I guess if you want to label it as that, I just I just eat food. Right. I, just I, I, like I eat an food asshole. and when, I, when I'm more active, I eat more carbohydrate. When I'm less active, I eat less carbohydrate. Like it's just... People get so spun up and so like dogmatic about what they do that they get upset about it. And you see it with like, like you see it, barbell sports are a perfect example. Look at all the memes, memes on the internet where CrossFitters are making fun of powerlifters, powerlifters are making fun of weightlifters, weightlifters are making fun of CrossFitters, and it goes around in the circle. Where we're all making fun of each other. You want know the fucking secret is if you do all three of them, you're gonna be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're a powerlifter who does CrossFit like once or twice a week in a nice little dose, you're gonna be a better powerlifter. Right. If you're a weightlifter who does powerlifting movements, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna become stronger. You're gonna be a better weightlifter. Right. If you're a CrossFitter that does either of those two things, you're gonna be a better CrossFitter. And so people get so dogmatic about the fucking labels of fitness and nutrition that it drives me insane. Yes. And when I when someone asks me like, am I keto? Am I paleo? Or am I do I like? This is this is one for me personally. So, or like, are you like a power lifter now, or are you a CrossFitter? 
I need to put you in a box. Can you well, tell me which one? Well, I enjoy crossfitting, so I do that a ton. I really like lifting heavy weights, so I do powerlifting a ton. You know what I am? Is pissed right now. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm pissed that you're asking me stupid questions that make no t- like no determination about what I'm actually doing in my fitness. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So actually, for for my number five, so my number five most annoying fitness and nutrition trend was CrossFit, mm-hmm. and not CrossFit itself, but exactly what you said. It's the dogmatization of fitness in general. So many people went out and were like, well, CrossFit is the way and it's the only way, but it's a way. And there's so many fucking ways. And so it's not just CrossFit, but it's whatever people fall into. It's, it's and they say it's, it's the only it's one. Theory. It's soul cycle. Yes. It's all these things. And like, there's a, there's a direct statement from the founder of CrossFit. And he says like, CrossFit works for everyone, but it's not for everyone. 100%. And not everyone should do it. 100%. Mm-hmm. He's like, it'll work if you wanted to. Yeah. And it'll work really well for everyone that wants to try it. Yeah. But if it doesn't make you happy, why do it? If you don't yeah. like it, go find something you Dude, love I, to do. I have so many people who are calling up to me and be like, are you upset because so-and-so went to this other, like, they went to 24-hour fitness to do this or went to, like, Soul Cycle to do that? And I'm like, no. Why would I be? They just chased what was going to make them happy and make them a little bit fitter. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm just another tool in their toolbox. 100%. I, I, I shouldn't, like, I love our family here and I love our community and we are, like, a family and community. But, like, that's like saying, like, hey, my sister, you know, she's Mormon now, so, like, Fuck her. <laughs> My sister's not actually Mormon now. Just for the record. Just for the record. Nor do I hate Mormons. It's just whatever. It's example. Just, it's like an example. Something different from, from myself. And sure. Like, same thing across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get it. And there, there's so many people who, and that's where the intensity side of like skipping the mechanics and intensity, I guarantee I, I would see a direct correlation with the people who skipped the mechanics and consistency and went straight to intensity. Yeah. So those who are dogmatic about CrossFit. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And even going back to, so one thing I do appreciate about Senior Greg Glassman is that back in the day, he made a comment about like, yeah, CrossFit was like growing. There were like so many. It was a boom. He's like, oh, no, no, no. There are over 6,000 um, dialysis centers within the United States. He's like, it's my mission to get people healthy and to keep people out of those dialysis centers. So as long as I can like, if I have more CrossFits, like, he wanted more CrossFits than dialysis centers, like, within the United States or around the world. I was like, fuck yeah, health and wellness. And, like, fuck yeah, that's, take you, like, big soda. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, that's stop big, it. That's his big thing. Like, it's always been Greg's big thing. And I've had many conversations with him. Like, he could care less about the CrossFit Games. Sure. Like, someone that has 18 muscle-ups now does 22 in a row. Perfect. It's cool. It's awesome. Good on you. He doesn't care. Right. And not to say he doesn't care about that person as an individual. He just doesn't care about that. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... It's keeping people off dialysis. Right. It's getting people off. It's 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 not spreading misinformation so people get sicker and sicker. It's getting mm-hmm. people off of the drugs that are literally killing them to try to keep them alive. Right. Because yeah. the it's like the enemy of one fitness routine is not another fitness routine. The enemy of all of it is obesity, diabetes, mm-hmm. heart disease, mm-hmm. like all of those things. Well, and I think what we're getting back to now in CrossFit, I don't know if we kind of lost the way or if people just were misunderstanding how we were saying it. I think it was a miscommunication. I don't think we. Um, um, as like CrossFit ambassadors, like gym owners, blah, 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 we're, we're conveying this enough is that like, we're an open source. If, if you were, if you were to come in here and show me evidence that, you know, roller skating, eating pizza while doing a hula hoop is what's going to make you healthier. We would program that the next day. <laughs> By, like, absolutely. Sure. That's not what we found. Right. We found it was within science. It's like functional movements executed at high intensity through constant variance through as many modal domains as you freaking can mm-hmm. and like trying to throw as many things at people as possible in a smart sense is what's going to make people fitter right show us something else and, and we'll 100 percent do it we'll adapt I think to that's it. why I'm, I'm so stoked did you guys see the wild card i don't know if, if your listeners follow across the games they had like a like a 
a wild card. Mm-hmm. So, no. so someone just gets invited. So, oh, so someone, someone talking shit and from a different modality and a different, <laughs> a different thing. And the guy, the guy he, he won't fit in the CrossFit. Like, he's a great athlete. Like, don't take anything away from his athleticism. Dude's, yeah. dude's a monster nice. for the Spartan yeah. race stuff. Like, just oh, crazy yeah. monster. Yeah. Um, he, won't, he won't fit in or last long in CrossFit because he's kind of an asshole. Mm. And I don't know if he's an asshole in person. I just know interviews from him. He just seems like a huge asshole. Yeah. Um, and what I love is that he was just talking trash about how well he would do, how well he would do, how well he would do. And Greg goes, all right, here's your invitation. Come to the games. Nice. And it's not like Greg being like, let's show, let's put you in your place. Yeah. But like, please come, come please. do well. If you Fine. think you're better than us, please show us this so we can Learn close the polls you. from what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, he's, he is, if there's like endurance events, like Spartan style, oh. he's going to smash Kill it. The second you put a barbell in his hand, he's going to get, he's going to get wrecked. So he's actually done the open for like the last three or four years. Yeah. And, and I don't think he's ever cracked, cracked the top thousand. Oh, wow. Okay. So like, Interesting. We'll, we'll see how he does. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's awesome. luck to him. And I'm really excited to watch him. Yeah. Um, not because I want to see him fail, but because I want to see if like we really are missing something or missing right. something, an aspect within CrossFit. Like there was a um, perfect example. Like we used to never talk about aerobic capacity really within the training methodology of CrossFit. It was always like short and sweet sprint, mm-hmm. usually glycolytic, sometimes long, mostly short, like stuff like that. And then we were showing through like the test of the, some of the CrossFit games that like the aerobic capacity of some of our top athletes was dog shit. Right. And so now what we did is we started introducing more aerobic capacity within into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And you see that with the success of like Chris Hinshaw and all those guys coming in and like that's I think that's the thing that people miss about CrossFit mm-hmm. that I don't think we as ambassadors, not like the company in and of itself, but sure. like we as ambassadors of CrossFit, like those of us who own gyms and coach through this, do a horrible job doing. Like we were so stuck in that dogmatic. Yep, this is the way we do things. This is the way we do things. That like that you were there was like a blind spot of yeah. not even seeing like this whole other side of athleticism that once added in yeah, it like, increases the capacity for everybody. We do box squats and low bar squats and mm-hmm. low bar back squats and all these different kind of things that are found in other modalities and other things and like twisting and turning and, and strongman and aerobic stuff and abs stuff. Like we do some beach body things in here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be the bulk of what you do, but yeah, good mm-hmm. on you. Like yeah, I, I just I think you're I think you're 100 right. Yeah. I think that's a cross fitness though. Like if you if you tell. You want to see something funny? Go into a powerlifting gym and tell them to do a crossfit workout, or to do a snatch, and they they won't just not do it. You'll get heckled until you leave. <laughs> get out of here, asshole! Yeah. Did you yeah. do yours? No. I think she has a, yeah. Did What's you your do yours? I did mine because okay. we have the same one. Which oh, I awesome. got it, got it. Um, Instagram and hashtags. Uh, like hashtag we, Beachbody, hashtag FitFam, hashtag FitGirls, hashtag InstaGirls, hashtag InstaFit, hashtag... Right. I did hashtag oh, Transformation Tuesday right before I got in here, and yeah. I'm not sorry about it. Yeah. But I totally agree, because but my messaging behind my whole post was, don't fucking pay attention to the scale. Like, honor your body, learn how to get better, focus on your habits. But mm-hmm. so much of it, it does such so a much, So much of it, it's just like, okay, I'm too busy staring at my phone. Now I need to go to the chiropractor because I got that fucking gamer's thumb. And then my neck is like this. And then I'm, like, super depressed because I'm not, and like, our thoughts come out to our words and then become our actions. So, like, now I'm just super depressed because I'm staring at, like, this hip dip and I'm not actually, like, doing the work. And I'm, like, I'm just going down this downward spiral right. when just put your phone down we compare our day one put to somebody else's day 975 down. put it yeah. down well and like you know who really hates my hashtags tell me everything chris warden who <laughs> oh, we still haven't seen by the yeah. way so i remember having a conversation with uh, with him one time because my hashtags mean nothing they don't yeah. link to anything i know hashtags are supposed to link to everything else yeah my hashtags don't link to anything oh, if uh, you click on most of my hashtags it's like one post it's yeah. my post because stupid stuff like 
hashtag we made fun of hip dip for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like stupid stuff like that. And I think that's, oh man, like when I see a post that has like 10, and I get it, and I get it. Yeah. You have to do it sometimes if you're trying to build a business on there, but like. For the, like the regular, you're not you, the elite, elite I athlete. I don't click on hashtags. Sure. I don't, I don't search hashtags. Sure. Never. Yeah. I mean, and I'm also old crotchety and don't really do a lot on Instagram. Or <laughs> You're like, I also don't have Instagram. No, I'm just oh, I, have, I have one. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, it's there. It's sassy. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, where can we find you on Instagram? That's uh, just at Kevin Ogar. Awesome. Do you guys have one for the, you guys have yep, for the gym at, too? At CrossFit Watchtower and at the Reverly Project. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so that was five. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I do want to preface this top five. We talked a lot of sort of shit but at the end of the day I think that the messaging behind everything that we said in this top five is be reasonable be balanced be nice to yourself and 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 just be willing to learn right so I want to say thank you for taking the time today it's fucking awesome oh elbows wrists we're gonna that was yeah so awkward it was so good but this is so great so thank you so much for taking the time I just want to say like you're doing amazing things. You're doing amazing things for adaptive athletes. You're oh, doing thanks. amazing things for athletes across the entire, you know, CrossFit. But I think just your messaging in general is something really important for people to hear. So I appreciate you taking the time thanks. to let us be a platform for people to hear it. I just like making weird jokes. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Thanks, we love y'all. you so much. Um, we will catch you on the next episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. If you loved this podcast, please screenshot it, share it on your Facebook, Instagram, wherever you share what you love with the people you love because life is a motherfucking contact sport, yo. She who touches the most lives win. We love you guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.